You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. For this episode, we'll be talking about the 13th floor elevators, the psychedelic sounds of the 13th floor elevators. In the room, I have Rob, Hello. Adam, hey. and Sean. Hi. The psychedelic sounds of the 13th floor elevators is the debut studio album from 13th floor elevators. Released on October 17, 1966 on International Artists, it was produced by Leland Rogers, and the genre is psychedelic rock, garage rock. The 13th floor elevators were formed by a 19-year-old Guitarist and vocalist Rocky Erickson, electric jug player Tom Hall, and guitarist Stacy Sutherland in Austin, Texas. The band only existed from 1965 to 1969, but during this short period, the band released four LP records and seven 45s for the International Artist label. They have been called the inventors of psychedelic rock, being the first reported band to use the word in reference to the music and using LSD while recording and performing. <laughs> this groundbreaking debut was a catalyst in the 1960s psych and garage rock movements, creating sonic moods using heavy reverb and echo on the guitar while Eric Erickson's psychobabble lyrics unfolded and the exotic electric jug sounds that added another strange layer to the mix. The songs never drift too far away as uh, Sutherland solos are kept controlled and melodic, and Erickson interjects with howls to keep things interesting. The elevators were smarter than average psych rock garage band with a truly uncommon level of intensity, and in time they'd pay a heavy price for exploring the outer edges of musical and psychological possibilities, as Erickson would be diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia in 1968 and sent to Houston Psychiatric <laughs> Hospital, where he uh, involuntarily received electroconvulsive therapy. The band's debut and only hit, You're Gonna Miss Me, was number 55 on the billboards in 1966 and was featured on the 1972 compilation Nuggets, original artifacts from the first psychedelic era, 1965-68, to 68, which is uh, considered vital in the history of garage rock and the development of punk rock. The band has been covered by countless other bands, including Television, Primal Scream, The Shaman, Spaceman 3, and CZ Top. What did we think of 13 Floor Elevators? Great. Not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's well put. I, I was trying to think of how to say it. It's like, it's it's cool, but like, uh, two years later, Os Mutantes came out, and that's more my speed. Okay. I think it's way more creative. I mean, or at least like weirder. Can we talk about Electric Jug? I was waiting yeah, for you to so, bring that up. Let's go ahead and just discuss it. Yeah. Um, this definitely 
It's like, You're Gonna Miss Me is kick-ass song. Comes on, first song on the album, and I'm thinking, this is great. There's one thing, it's that electric jug that just oh, cool, holds cool. it back for every preceding song, every preceding album, where I just cannot get into it, and it's something that just stands out to me. Really? Yeah, I sometimes huh. I can let it fade into the background, um, but I actually have to really try hard to to do that because unlike something like harmonica or other instruments that pop up from time to time it seems to be apparent throughout when it's in a song yeah jamming my experience with that was that i didn't notice it for years and yes for years i didn't i like i don't know how i had like this weird like audio you had an electric drug block yeah yeah right it happens to women um, <laughs> Women of a certain age. Yeah. Uh. And then, like, I was, I think it may have even been, like, it was recent. I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, that's a fun sound. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, oh it. it doesn't go away. Okay. And then I, you know, learned, I learned, I learned about it. Yeah. I, uh, personally, I, I think it makes this for me like i had no like the entire time i was listening uh ever since i first listened to this band i didn't know it was an electric jug until i saw the documentary um whatever the hell the title is you're gonna miss me you're gonna miss yeah yeah and i was like oh shit that's what was making that noise i was like they experiment experimenting with like really really like rudimentary synthesizers like to get this i thought it was like a tremolo or something i was yeah. I wasn't sure what it was people, until I said that. People have called it it's like a, a mix between a, a, a mini Moog and like a, a dulcimer or something mm-hmm. like that. No, right? actually, when you said that it made it for you, that made sense considering like you're a keyboardist. Like that's, yeah, you're, you're a noises fucking, dude. <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy noises. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, like I, 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 I've never found it to be distracting. It's uh, all distracting for me. Huh. <laughs> it's right. completely distracting on every track because I'm like grooving, like I'm I'm getting into Are you the feeling like groovy. Yeah, I'm feeling groovy. I'm getting into the track and then all of a sudden it harshes it's, your mellow. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like this this sound and it's it's consistently over the other things playing, but it's in this. Uh, it doesn't seem to be like going along. It almost sounds like tape flutter. To me, like it sounds like it's not supposed to it's be there. somewhere in between a uh, like an ambient sound and a like and like a instrument, you yeah. know. And I think the problem is that like when it's really present at the moments where it's been going for, especially when it's been going for a while, it's like it's it enters into this thing. It's like, well, maybe this is a little too free to work for this long. Like maybe you should have a section of the song where it's like off a little bit and then it's like kind of interesting that it's off. But I agree that, I mean, it has that jam quality to me that specifically that instrument I, I, and the I, arrangements. I can't quite agree with that because the majority of these songs never veer into jam territory. Yeah. But like I'm saying like that all... instrument like yeah. jamming over the song. But at the same time... It's like, like when somebody plays like lead guitar over a whole song and, you're, and when you're just realizing like when you listen to the part you're like... You talking oh, about Euroboy for Turbo Negro Man? <laughs> uh, which I, you know what? That works there. But... I love you, Newt. <laughs> but, uh, but it's like... There, that is the thing that sometimes the person will be brought into a group to basically just be like, go. Yeah. And, and it feels a little like this is like, uh, 
Less written and more. Uh, I mean, it's ab- it's absolutely a super high harebrained scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. electrify a jug. Well, also, I kind of is consistent with like maybe in a weird way with his experience as a schizophrenic person or person with schizophrenia. You know, like there's a constant noise, and you know, in that documentary, he loved to have like TVs and radios going all the time mm-hmm. because it comforted him and made his you know this other stuff go wow. away. And I like so that I just, <laughs> He also liked to steal mail. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, he's, 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 he's a complicated fine. man. But I'm Maybe like that noise, kind of he felt some power from it. You know what I mean? And, and I feel it, like it's it's like a gimmick, and it and it like can work on some songs, but I just don't think it should be on like every album I in in a majority of the songs. I mean, like, like through, would, throughout the songs. Would you say the same? Way, would if, you say that the same thing about the uh, the six string banjo that was going on with the monks? Because that's also no, a gimmicky no, fucking you know, instrument. You know why though? And it's electrified, which is weird. The jug, I feel like, is a very limited. Uh, what he's doing with that jug is like he he doesn't have other things that he's like getting a bigger jug a smaller jug like there's no there's no uh, diversion so I feel like there's only so many like kind of notes or whatever and there's qualities. so much you, you can present with that with I, your voice I don't know if you've ever tried to play a jug or just blown into oh, a bottle yeah. yeah I don't know what the fuck he's doing to get these notes to go anywhere oh, he's, he's vocalizing he's vocalizing yeah. it oh. I get what he's he's doing I just feel like it's somehow it's, it's cooler now super <laughs> for me limiting yeah. and I mean like if if you were in this band, if this band formed today there's no chance in the world that there would be a person playing just that one instrument. Right. Yeah. It would be a utility guy yeah. playing like a bunch of weird handmade. It would be Thor <laughs> yeah. from Swans, yeah. and like he would just be like playing all these homemade instruments that have different qualities for different songs. I mean, yeah. had a fucking uh, dedicated uh, didgeridooist. <laughs> like, I, well, that's Jamiroquai. <laughs> I think the one thing I, that it bothers me about it is like the range is pretty limited, and so it kind of cre- makes us sound homogenous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like when you can pick out a... Tra- that's, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah like a, a trademark that a band has that's like their sound, that's cool. But if they take it like a step too far, then it's like, oh, of course this is them. You know? Like, I mean, but that you could say the same thing for a three-piece kit. Why doesn't everybody play a Neil Peart kit? Like, just no, so... No, 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 <laughs> no. No, no. This is different. The yeah, drums no. are still happening. Yeah, Nobody's going to notice that difference. Also... This I never hear... When, when I hear him playing, uh, most of the time he is not playing like... 
a long note. It's all this, you know, like that. It's not like, you know, it's not. I would like to have heard a melody carried by or something. Yeah, something. It seems like a little different. It seems like he he. The, the way it's phrasing the things that it's doing within the context of the song, it, th- it feels I, like it carries over the song and, and it's not like fitting in. All I the like time. the uh, the yeah. 16th note percuss- percussive nature. It's okay that to it, like it. Yeah, 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 you're not wrong. It's just Guys, what, what it's, a sele- it's, a, I know, it's like I'm a right. producer <laughs> selection. Okay, yeah. You're right, but hear us out. <laughs> I, I think I'm totally with Bertrand that like it just ends up feeling like it's like I like the sound of this. It just feels really samey a lot, and yeah. this is a contributing factor to its sameness. To be fair, they were very high. Oh, yes. yeah. Well, and that is apparent. <laughs> and uh, but that's the thing is, is like, you know, when you listen to this sort of like, you know, th- there's things that I like about this. Lot, definitely, like, I mean, the uh, guitar tone. I was going to say like that. That stuck most for me with this like psychedelic like that long like reverb echoey like yeah yeah sure and sounds great. some of the songs even got into this um david lynchian territory or this like groove like yeah. extended weirdness um but but the yeah but the the, the, the other if we're talking about the album there, i mean the, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it's maybe what we haven't distinguished is that like if you put one of these songs just one of them like on a mix of yeah. other like similar era songs I would be like, yeah, this is crazy and cool. But like when I'm actually listening to the album or imagining a live concert, that's when I start to hear the same devices used a lot yeah. and feeling like a little less interested. And it's I still like it. It's just it's just feeling like uh I feel I feel like it has a very uh, consistent tone. But have you ever tried listening to this record? On week, <laughs> actually, LSD. You know what? I don't think I have. I don't think I have either, which yeah. is weird. Because yeah. I've done a lot of stuff on weed. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all. Uh, Y'all tried weed. Uh, it said that Hall did not blow into the jug to produce the tuba-like sound. Instead, he vocalized uh, musical runs into the mouth of the jug, using the jug to create echo and distortion of his voice. Which is almost frustrating to know because that means he could have done so much more with it. Well, he was scatting. It sounds like so it. So we don't like Scatman Crothers now. Get out of here. Anyone. Well, you, give him a break. He was scatting. No. <laughs> I don't think... The, Has, no one's ever said that before. <laughs> I know. I'm going to say it a lot now. It, yeah... <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like, okay, when, when someone is a beautiful, let's say, harmonica player, they use different harmonicas for different songs, right? The John range Popper, of it. baby. Yeah, exactly. He's got a whole yeah. fishing jacket yeah. full of them. I mean, <laughs> dude, it's I, a look. I, I want to see that fishing jacket of, of jugs. jugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just, just picturing that too. On the cover of Jugs magazine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, to, to, to my point, it, it's like, I feel like there could be something like you do the thing, you're doing your thing. And I listened to a couple albums because I was like, is this, is the jug always this? And I, this is one of the albums, you know, like the 13th floor, I always go, I love garage rock and I'm always like revisiting, you know, old garage bands or something. And I was like, why, why do I, I don't remember why I don't like the 13th floor. And then I remembered when I put this on again, I was like, that's why it's I remember like now. It's jug smacks you in the head. <laughs> a little bit. And the thing is, I can look past it for like a couple songs. You're right. The album is what ki- like kills it for me. I lost is interest. Because you, can, you can put on one or two songs 
and the guitar and everything, and it's it's fine. There's just not that much versatility in the writing either. Like, the sound is cool. It's undeniably cool. It's interesting. He's got a lot of energy. He's weird. Um, I don't know. I liked, like, Kingdom of Heaven, the last song. I, I felt like it was, like, okay. a slow droney, and it, it, it went a bit different There's a than, than some of those. There's a too, but, uh, but it, it's just the... I don't know. It just... It's tr- it struck me as f- I was felt like I was listening to one really long song. Hmm. As it, last week's uh, Simon and Garfunkel, like one of the things I liked about that record was like, eh, there's actually a lot of different things going on here. Like this is showing a lot of skill in different areas, and I think I just I'm always more fascinated by that. That being said, like I love like the Flame and Groovies. If we're gonna talk about this era, it that's well, a little later, but like uh, but the. Um, they, you know, they can get pretty samey too, yeah. and it works for me. But you know, I guess there's maybe it's maybe it's the jug, man. Yeah, <laughs> I just uh, I just imagine like the animals. If one guy came in and he was like playing like mouth harp, but only in like one key. Yeah, that's like a that's what I hear when I kind of hear this. I wholeheartedly disagree with the three of you, but it's fine. It it does have the like. And I'll. For some reason, like like a girlfriend joining the band kind of feeling to it, oh. <laughs> which I know is sexist, but I can do that. <laughs> no, just you know, it's like, oh, my friend plays a jug, great. Oh, he's still here, okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, you were, t- you were he... telling me about a band that someone was oh, yeah. playing the harmonica. Yeah, I was in a band, like, and yeah, and I was like, okay, great, yeah. And then he just didn't stop, and I was like, I can't. This band is breaking up now. We're yeah, that's here. why people don't just play a harmonica throughout the entire <laughs> and that's what it song. Was. Yeah, yeah, like it probably doesn't even need to be on every song. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, tell it to this guy. <laughs> tell it to Harmonica Joe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that was guy. his name. You know him? <laughs> oh, like, wow, everybody knows Harmonica. <laughs> the thing though is I'm I think I'm extra negative on this because I'm disappointed that a band that I could be super excited about there's one element that I'm like man it's like having a great movie but there's one actor that you absolutely hate it's like or the doors and there's Jim Morrison that's yeah yeah <laughs> exactly I've actually it's thought like, the exact thing did you that. really oh yeah man. because I yep. talking mind meld yeah yeah. Uh, we'll go into that other time. I, I, yeah, so I I don't think I can give it a negative though because I really like the like the psychology and the guitar tones that like what they're laying down I, I I love, but it's that one thing that is just like 
I would be totally in the positive if it, if it weren't for that. What so if I we had go conflicted? Neutral. Conflicted is an option. <laughs> no, neutral is is where I'm where I'm going. You, you can just say it's like a weighted. To, yeah, it's like I my opinion is sort of like neutral weighted toward positive is you know it's like I if there was no in between I'd pick it but like it's just not something I'm gonna go back and listen to that much unless like somebody really knocks my socks off with like. Um, I'm, this album I'm talking about specifically. Yeah. But unless somebody is like makes me think about it in a different way. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's cool. I, you know, I wish I had asked. Uh, I wish I should have thought about um, Scotty, who used to play uh, keyboard and a bunch of other stuff in our band. Actually, uh, played for a tour as his backing band. Uh, in his backing band, they did like a Scandinavian tour. It was when he was in the band Ockerville River, and they were playing as his Rockies backing band. Nice. Um, so he goes around and has all these different acts that are like Austin acts. Uh, we'll support him, and I'm sure he has some stories. <laughs> well, maybe another time if if they get a, another record on the list. Yeah, I wonder if they do. That's the thing too is that compilation nuggets. I mean, I'm guessing you all are familiar with that, like psych psych rock uh, nuggets original artifacts. Um, mm-hmm. and like putting one of these songs on, which I'm assuming it's, you're going to miss me. If I heard, I remember hearing that song and being like, that's cool. That's a really cool song. But then, yeah, it just, it just, yeah. Can't get, get through the, the album without hearing this one particular thing. Yeah, and it, it, it's a little it, thorn. It, it just doesn't bother me yeah. that way. I mean, I. Great. That's they, awesome. Actually. I mean, two months ago, like when cat casual played, we, we covered, you're going to miss me or you're going to miss me. And it, yeah. you know, that there's so much energy in this and it, like what it, howling. what it leads to yeah. is so important. Like I, I, I absolutely, this is a, a positive in my book and yeah, I mean, just simply for the fucking opening song, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I, I will never write a song that good. Um, and Rocky's story is very sad. Yeah. Everyone should watch that documentary and get bummed out and be happy that his uh, brother got custody. Um, but no, I mean, you know, we, we, when did the MC5 pop up? 68, 67? Then I, I, I'd say without this, they probably would have not had quite that uh, screamy edge. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah, there it is. I wonder if part of it in my headphones me, is a little more distracting than on my stereo. <laughs> yeah, maybe that had something to do with it like too. the production. Uh-huh. And I like sometimes I really like it, and sometimes it just feels like there's just way too much reverb all the time. I think I think I one of my problems with the record is just like the way that it's presented as an album. Did this get a remix or a well, remaster? Yeah, yeah, almost, yeah. I, I wonder if the original recording, if that jug is a little bit less. I'd be curious about yeah, that. Yeah, it's actually pretty. Like if it just kind of sounded like a groovy thing within I, I'm there. Not, I wasn't yeah. referring to that really. It was more just about like, it's just like, sometimes it just feels like everything's happening in the background on yeah. this record. Well, it, it's kind of. I like I like that though. I yeah. love the sort of like. I like it for like some songs. <laughs> well, some of the, you know. Some of the bands I'm thinking of that are highly influenced by that is like drowned in that like reverb or something like that. And that's what really attracts me to 13th Elevators is that sort of like willingness to just be like, it's just going to sound so... That attracts me again for like one song on a mix. But like when you listen to a whole album, it just makes every song sound like boring to me. Mm. But 
Well, it so their contemporaries were like the Great Society, with Grace like who like is another example of that kind of production where it was just very like you're in a big room or something and everybody's just standing in different corners of it. I don't know, but so I kind of like that like in that context. Sure. Um, and I agree with all of your points about the album. Just kind of you tune it out after a while, but I get to have the opportunity to listen to one song at a time off an album because I'm a DJ, and it's great for that. Like, you can throw on almost any song on this record by itself, and it's good. That's Yeah, that's sort of what's throwing me off about rating it, is yeah. that it's mm-hmm. like, like, every time I hear an individual song, it's good. It's just like, I mean, I guess it's good, like, put it on the background at a party time kind of yes. thing. Was yeah. this also the first of just, the American Psych? It's hard for me to just sit and listen to it. Of, yeah. 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 I mean, shit, I mean, man. <laughs> Doesn't mean you know the first doesn't have to doesn't have to mean I don't know you're just not going to convince me that the, this honest. electric like, jug yeah. is is going to like push you know it had the electric jug caught on and we've <laughs> no. been listening to it our entire <laughs> lives. we'd be calling him a pioneer that's right <laughs> it's just uh, I, I I think I'm mad I think I'm just mad that, I can tell that this like. This one thing is kind Who's of the like producer holding who let me this back. slip through. Yeah, <laughs> I want to talk to him. This could be like the Back to the Future Four. Also, or, kind of feel, <laughs> also, or the new. I'm kind of surprised because um, it kind of feels like a like a gimmick kind of thing. Like I I appreciate them. Like it's like one of those things in the beat. Like when the Beatles were experimenting with all these different instruments and it's like, oh, we're gonna play this weird thing. We're gonna record our voice underwater and hang from the ceiling and yeah, stuff that's like all that. Right. <laughs> oh, is it? And Electric yeah. Jug is like super cool on every song, right? But I mean, I mean also when I, I, I'd take that over the recording underwater. I think week. when you're doing a gimmick like this, like you have no way of knowing it's whether not or not it's going to catch on. It's, it's not a gimmick. When you're doing a stunt like this, you have no <laughs> idea if it's going to catch on or not. When you're pioneering, <laughs> you're visionary when you're pioneering, pioneering you, get to, you get to decide like who's in the like what the band is consisting of. Sure, but I mean, I mean like like they no, all seem to agree that. The jug was awesome. Yeah, yeah. For whatever that, mental health uh, reasons. Mm. Writing and making an album on LSD yeah, yeah. and then playing yeah. shows on LSD. Mescaline I mean, took the I wheel think here. There's a yes. lot of stunts going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. that. And I think maybe what's what we're saying is that, like, this is a very like persona e group mm-hmm. and a very uh, they're centered around like vibe and style. Yeah. Um, the choices were not made because it was always the best choice. It was made because that's what they thought was cool. Yeah, just, and for some people, that's that's enough. That it's just like it's out there. It's 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 a little different, you know. It's and like the OCs. Like, I love the OCs. I'm not but, familiar. Okay, well, they are like a garage band that's very rooted in their sound more than their individual songs, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, you know, they're very prolific. They have tons of material, but it's name, because but... they have a sound. Yeah, okay. they're kind yeah, of I get that. just generating that. Yeah, okay. But would they put a electric <laughs> jug on every song? That they... uh, don't dare them. <laughs> What's their instrument? Then? <laughs> yeah, it's a toothbrush. Oh, oh like okay. it? Nope. Nice. Oh. It's an acoustic toothbrush. Wow, that's it takes a lot of work. Yeah, it's let's just sit down. Let's get ourselves an LSD. Let's read <laughs> the doors of perception. Record. Maybe and listen to this record at the same time. And, and this drug is going to make a lot more sense to you. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. No, Rob. Um, all right. Next time we'll be talking about John Mayall and the Blues Breakers with Eric Clapton. Thanks, y'all. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>